History and civic scores are dropping in the United States of America. Could it perhaps be that we're indoctrinating children with false history? Bud Light has introduced a brand new ad campaign, but disabled the comments on the YouTube video forthwith. And SatanCon 2023 takes place. And it's exactly what you think SatanCon would be. We'll talk about it all today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Welcome into the Wednesday edition. Justin Hall, Mitch Prosser. I don't know why I went up an octave there, but that's okay. History and civic scores You're continue excited. to drop. I'm very excited. excited. This is I had much more fun doing show prep for today's program than There's I have in quite some time. That's for sure. Uh, I want to touch on one thing locally here. The South Carolina House Representatives passed a repeal of the Certificate of Need in South Carolina. The Senate's already passed that, so it's going to head to the governor's desk, where the governor, we anticipate, will sign that. That is a big win yeah. in South Carolina. Unanimous, uh, nearly unanimous bipartisan support for Certificate of Need. Um, and there's a sunset in there over three years. Uh, there was a agreed-upon amendment that uh, uh, kind of rescued the bill from the jaws of defeat. Um and now there's a victory. It'll go to the, as you said, go to the governor's desk. Uh, another update: We are still waiting to hear whether or not the uh, state house is going to take up four seven four S four seven four, the fatal fetal heartbeat bill. Um, there we are in discussions, in talks, uh, whether or not there's enough time. As of this, one would argue, there's not enough time. As of this recording, Four which days. is. Um, oh, Wednesday, May 3rd, 1017 a.m. in the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, there are four and a half legislative days. Yeah, uh, I'm giving you that half. Um, and the Judiciary Committee in which this bill currently resides, it sits. Um, they have a committee hearing today, but that bill is not currently on the, not on the agenda. So uh, stay tuned. We will let you know. Uh, rest assured that our team here at Palmetto Family, along with One Message and the partnership there, is doing everything that we can to ensure generational wins for the unborn, for preborn children here in the state of South Carolina. National news breaking overnight. It appears that there were two drones that were is that global disabled. Or? Yeah, that's global. Disabled. Well, it could be not disabled. Breaking over the Kremlin. Literally overnight, and, and the Russian Federation claims this was an assassination attempt on Vladimir Putin. Now, again, is this false flag by Russia to stop you know, your stop your conspiracy theory is nonsense? It, is it is it false flag by Russia? Was it an assassination attempt by the Ukrainian government? Now, again, I it would be a really really dumb move by the Ukrainian government, but they could have done it. Or was this a third party trying to instigate hostilities? We shall see. We're not going to cover that today, but I think it's important that you be made aware of it if you aren't already. Now to the specifics that we want to get into today. First, we start in the History and Civics Department. This from NPR. I had to go to their website because they're not on Twitter anymore. Uh, scores, they abandoned Twitter? Scores in U.S. <laughs> history and civics for 8th graders are down across the U.S. according to recent results from an assessment known as the Nation's Report Card. This year's history scores are the lowest recorded since the assessment began in 1994, and the new data marked the first ever drop in civics. 
The scores in U.S. history declined five points from 263 in 2018 to 258 in 2022, continuing a downward trend that actually began in 2014. So we cannot necessarily place the blame of this on COVID. Now, again, one would argue that shutting down schools, keeping them closed, and forcing kids to learn from home in an environment that is not well-suited for education at a broad level for most children is not exactly a good way to boost test scores. But again, these have been going down since 2014. Only 14% of students, Mitch, nationally reached at or above proficient marks in history. Only 14% were considered proficient or above in history in the 8th grade. And in civics, only 22% of students met the same benchmark. There are a lot of reasons for this. If we just look in 8th grade U.S. history scores, in 1994, it was at 259. It peaked in 2014 at 267. I was in 8th grade between 20, two, uh, 2006 and 2010. Rub it in, rub um, it in. 267 in 2014, and then it bottoms out at 258. The basic achievement level minimum is 252. So on on current trajectory, in eight years, it dropped nine points, or not not quite nine, yeah, nine points. We're, we're going to see in, again, if trends don't change, we'll see by the year 2030, we'll be below the basic achievement level. Yes. So something there, has to change. Just so, you, just so people who are following out there, NAEP, which is the national, um, and I'm going to forget now exactly what it is. National Assessment of Educational Thank Progress. Thank you. Um, they, they put out a test every four years, and that test is targeted mm-hmm. at eighth graders graduating out of middle school as Correct. us Southerners would know it. It's not, right. believe it or not, junior not high. known as middle school, junior high, yeah. and a lot of other places. Um, and they have three basic benchmarks. They have basic, uh, and then they have, what are the other two, proficient, yep. and then excels. Is that yes. the is that the, the third? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you need advanced. To advanced yeah. Basic, proficient, and advanced. And for some time now, as you can see on my screen and yours as well, we've been below the proficient. Um, however, average history, his, history scores are at a 28-year low. So what is the reasoning for this? And, and partly, Carrie Saltner, the chief learning officer at the National Constitution Center in Philadelphia, said she's been bracing for this since seeing the reading and math results in the fall. Reading and math also mm-hmm. down. We're right. down on all, all accounts here in, yes. in the United States. Quote, when we see the reading scores drop, it kind of felt like, well, that's a little prelude to what you're going to see in civics and history, because when you're studying history, a lot of that has to do with reading comprehension. A lot of that has to do with the ability to understand the things you're reading and to understand the events that have occurred. Now, again, I'm getting this from NPR, so the next statement is great. Conservatives are likely to seize. You're here. Conservatives seize upon the latest results as further evidence for new approaches to traditional public schools, such as voucher programs or charter schools. Well, I don't know. If things aren't working, maybe try something different. Secretary Miguel Cardona, Mm -hmm. Secretary of Mm -hmm. Education, instead urged states to address the problems head-on and alluded to the recent attacks on public schooling and the ongoing culture war over education. Quote, Now is not the time for politicians to try to extract double-digit cuts to education funding, nor is it the time to limit what students learn in U.S. history and civic classes. Ah, so it's conservatives' faults. It's it's conservatives' fault that students have seen lower scores in history since 2014. It doesn't lay at the feet of the liberal institutions that are seeping 1619 propaganda into the curriculum of history. Well, it, 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 not not nothing. Yeah, and and you know, the, a lot of people have been concerned about this for some time. As you pointed out, when math and math and reading scores dropped, a lot of people also understood that 
history and civics and social studies scores would also drop. Um, it, it's a decline as uh, Carr, uh, and I'm trying to find the Peggy Carr, who's uh, commissioner for the National Center for Education Statistics, said it's a decline that started in 2014, long before we even thought about COVID. Sure, this is a decline well, that's that some been thought about COVID going down for a, a while. Yeah, so it, it's it's not because of COVID. Now, COVID may have exacerbated the circumstances. I would think it did. Uh, however, it seems to be that the left's, the progressives' uh, major um, strategic move here is to blame COVID. Blame COVID. If your well, kids be, yeah. are sick, it's COVID. If your kids don't know math, it's COVID. If they if they don't know how to walk across the street or tie their shoe or you know um, count count or read, it, it's, or if they're experiencing severe loneliness, it's COVID. It's COVID. And and there well, are issues there, but naturally, what we're seeing because we have stripped classrooms of history teaching um, and and other types of teaching, um, we stripped the classroom of that, and we're far yeah. more. Uh, interested in social emotional learning things like that and those things are important but i I remember uh it was just a short time ago it was a little longer ago than justin um the three r's were kind of a priority when i was in elementary and in middle school in case you're wondering what those three r's are most of you over the age of writing arithmetic yeah that's right if you're over the age of 30 you know what the three r's are uh, three R's I'm, R's. Not, I'm not over the age of 30. Close, so. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, we've got to get back, and, and I know that this sounds so antiquated and so outdated and you know, so conservative of me, but, you know, maybe we should raise the standard back to just understanding what it means to be able to do basic math, uh, to read a sentence, uh, be above a third-grade reading level when people graduate Understand high school. Understand how a sentence is constructed. And and no, and, and here's one of the sample questions. I, I, I thought this was interesting. Okay. What were European explorers such as Henry Hudson looking for when they sailed the coast and rivers of North America in the 1600s? I'll repeat the question. Uh, guys like Henry Hudson, European explorers, they were looking for something as they sailed the coast of North America in the 1600s. And the answer is they were looking, uh, according to Nape, they were looking for... Um, a water trade route to Asia, uh, you know, a trade route to Asia, you know, Marco Polo, the land trade route, uh-huh. uh, not a land tr- trade route to South America, not land to use uh, for sugar tr- tr- plantations, easy for you to say, or they were not looking for religious freedom. Um, 47% of those who were scored got this correct, 47%. But again, this falls, and again, I hate to be this person, but... Partly this is on the students, and partly this is on the teachers, and yeah. partly this is on the administration. Yeah. It's it's a whole fledged effort, and we're talking about history and civics. We're talking about how oh, yes. our nation was established, how it works. I get to quote my buddy, okay, pa- Patrick Kelly, who is a teacher here in the state of South Carolina, uh, AP U.S. government teacher. He says this. He he in suburban Columbia, South Carolina, said the results, while disappointing, could hardly be called a surprise. He says this when it comes to social studies instruction, we've marginalized it for quite a while nationally. Who uh, he he serves as a member of the National Assessment of Governing uh, National Assessment Governing Board. Uh, he says you get out of something what you put into it and we haven't been putting enough in to get any uh, let me read that again and we haven't been putting enough in to get anything other than the results we've seen or the we're seeing so the the history scores are dropping the civic scores are dropping i think he is too because we're pushing fake history 
I saw a clip. What's interesting is how things flow together. I saw a clip last night of Han- uh, Nicole Hannah Jones, arbiter of the sixteen nineteen project. She's getting an honorary doctorate. Um, <laughs> if you about if, all she could. The sixteen nineteen project it is basically a revisionist history of the United States of America that Absolutely. our founding was not in seventeen seventy six with the Declaration of Independence or the U.S. Constitution, but rather in sixteen nineteen when the first slaves landed in Virginia. Now, there's a magazine issue of this. That was released in 2019, and these are some of the articles that were in it. Our democracy's founding ideals were false when they were written. Black Americans have fought to make them true. American capitalism is brutal. You can trace that to the plantation. How false beliefs and physical racial difference still live in medicine today. What is the reactionary politics of 2019 owe to the politics of slavery? Why is everyone always stealing black music? How segregation caused your traffic jam? I'm surprised that wasn't written by Pete Buttigieg. Why doesn't America have universal health care? One word, race. Why American prisons owe their cruelty to slavery. All of these things are in the 1619 Project. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, the 1619 Project and critical race theory is high academia theory. It is not in public schools, especially not in South Carolina, as I've been told. But again, my argument is if you don't think it's here, then you won't have a problem with me banning it. However, this is found in other places. Specifically, it is found in... Programming. It's found in. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's found in children's programming. Our friends Obviously, at Disney Plus. Disney is um, is is the forefront of this in terms of the woke progressive push. Uh, LGBTQIA plus minus ampersand division sign tilde group uh, expediency, but also this overtly racist content. I don't know if we played this on the show before, but I want to play it again. We're talking about history and civic scores are dropping because. Students either aren't learning the basics Mm -hmm. in the classroom Mm -hmm. or they're being taught things that aren't the basics in the classroom. Which I want to dive into a little bit deeper after you play this But then you marry that with this clip that we're going to show you, and this is what they're seeing at home when they go to their apps and they watch Disney+. Plus. Here's what's being pushed to children on television according to the arbiters of, of, of the Mouse House and, and Disney+. Plus. This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First there was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four, Four million, million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Built this country. The descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in the system. Systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built this country. Not only field hands, but carpenters, masons, blacksmiths, musicians, inventors built cities from Jamestown to New Orleans to Bannockhead, Washington. 40 acres and a mule. We'll take the 40 acres, keep the mule. We We made your families rich. From the southern plantation heirs to the northern bankers to the New England ship owners, the founding fathers, former presidents, current senators, the Illuminati, the New World Order. Slaves built this country. We had Tubman, Turner, Frederick D. Then they say Lincoln freed the slaves. But slaves were men. And women. And only we can free ourselves. Emancipation is not freedom. Jim Crow, segregation, redlining, public schools, feeding private prisons, where we become slaves again. As we celebrate Juneteenth for the umpteenth time, our account is still outstanding. Because this country was 
built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. And we demand our 40 acres and a mule. About that. You can keep the mule. Keep the 40. We're taking our freedom. <laughs> So I want to dive in real quick because there's no worse piece of art form than slam poetry. Um, it's spoken word. Des- and it's terrible. Descendants of slaves have earned reparations, apparently just by existing. There is systemic white supremacy and suppression still today that has not been atoned for in the United States. I don't know what that means. The following groups have benefited from slavery. The founding fathers, former presidents, current Senators. I don't, did, did any of the current... There's 100 senators in the Senate, which, now, again, students might not know in eighth grade. Because they, they take this liberty with like the New World Order, and, and then they start telling us that people in trades, people who play music, play, uh, the, these young children, voiced by adults, Correct. probably. That's important. And I, I don't know if they are or not. But, they are. Um, you typically are, by the way. I think it's very interesting that they they like take and as I as I said while the clip was playing to you, there's a shred, there's a there's a thread of truth that runs through that, but it's just like progressive leftists to take so much liberty right. with that. A, a musician is not a slave unless well, of course they're being forced against their will. You are a slave if you are incarcerated in a prison. By the way, that's what they say. Uh, Abraham Lincoln did not free the slaves. The slaves, we're, we can free ourselves. The slaves freed themselves because emancipation is not freedom. Um, that, again, is completely removed from history. That is not how things took place in the country. That is not how things happened. Um, our account is still outstanding. Basically, the, the, the country owes people something simply because... The melanin level in their skin. And finally, the overarching theme is the country was built on slavery. So the reason I play this clip, and I think we've played it before, is that this is what's being pushed in the in the culture, in society, where children watch these shows. And if you have a child now and they're watching Proud Family now, it's probably because you, if you're a younger parent, probably watched the Proud Family when you were a kid. Right. And when you were a kid, it wasn't terrible. So it's fine. Let's watch it. And and this is what's coming through Disney Plus. You have that on that side. Mitch, you you mentioned you want to talk about what's being taught in the classroom. Yeah, and how it's not necessarily devoid from this. Right. And and some of these things need to be taught. But once again, I, th- I go back to the three R's: reading, writing, arithmetic. You know, um, but the standards for fifth graders in the state of South Carolina when it comes to health, um, the health standards for SC State fifth graders. Um, I'll just hit hit you with a few of them, and I think these things are important, but I don't know that they should necessarily be beat to death in sure. the classroom while kids are devoid of learning math, Basic. science, history. Um, cardio, uh, CPR, uh, that's important. Yep. Cyberbullying, which they do need to learn about and what that looks like, but how much time are we spending standard? Sexting, sexting, um, what the definition of sexting is. Um a lot of other things involving um, mental health and coping strategies. My goodness, if we weren't pumping them full of victimhood, then maybe they wouldn't have so many mental health issues. And maybe if mm. the family unit stayed intact and mothers and fathers uh, you know, 
Careful. Stay together. Much truth. And had the opportunity to provide the love and support and and care that and a mother and father and can give. That that a mother and father father in an intact family unit provide. Then maybe we wouldn't have to focus on this so much. And these things could be taught at home, and not in schools. So we're we're again. We'll move on to our next topic. Right. These next two are a bit lighter. Well, <laughs> except for the last one. And so what we're seeing here, we're seeing the effects not only of COVID and isolating children, not letting them in the classroom. We're also seeing the the effects of progressive liberalism and the de-education of students. Because let's, let's just be honest with you. Our students, our children are moving through the public school system and getting less smart as they move. And don't even discuss college. You leave college dumber than when you came in, typically, speaking as someone who went to college. So it's important for us to understand that not public schooling doesn't necessarily fit everyone. And the fact that the Secretary of Education wants to throw off on conservatives for possibly coming up with new ventures such as voucher programs, ESA, uh, or charter schools, or homeschooling as, a, as, as an unnecessarily me- unnecessary means to fix the problem shows you where the current administration is and where the public school system is going to continue to go for the foreseeable future. We move to something else that's just quite crazy, and that is Bud Light. I know. We're talking <laughs> Here we about go beer again. a lot again Wait, on the show. They have a little boy parading as a little girl they don't not but anymore their sales continue to sink so you're you're telling me that because they took a gamble on ah, a little boy uh-huh well it's a man pretending to be a girl he's not a man he's a guy he's, he's a male he's a male but he's not a man a male pretending to be a girl i, I think there should be a higher standard of what we call a man but anyways sure. a male yes sure. a biological male pretending to be a little girl and he's growing through that he's becoming more and more womanhood a woman. it's womanhood it's, now it's, it's 365 days of womanhood. Well, he completed those now he's just well, they, they celebrated if you're not familiar with this tiktok star dylan, dylan mulvaney, mulvaney. Which, if you're not um how go back and listen to our shows um we we may have made him famous i don't know Uh, we spent a little bit of time on him uh as a dude um you heard me uh and bud light takes a risk the latest numbers though are in according to beer business daily (laughs) beer business daily bud light's off-premise sales volume the amount of beer sold outside of restaurants and bars so grocery stores convenience stores liquor stores etc was down 26.1 percent from a year before Naturally. That's even worse than the 21.1% decrease from the week prior. Bud Light sales numbers are now down 8% for the year. The shocking deterioration of Bud Light's blue market share continued apace through the third week of April and actually somehow worsened. We've never seen such a dramatic shift in national share in such a short period of time. I wonder maybe, what happened. Maybe all beer was down, but the same report paints a much greener picture for the folks over at Miller Light and Coors. I want to thank OutKick for this article. The trade publication and data provider noted Coors Light's volume was up 13.3%. A lot of more people were drinking the Silver Bullet in the third week of April, and even more were drinking the Champagne of Beers being Miller Light. That was up 13.6%. Isn't Champagne of Beers Coors Light? No, Coors Light's just the Silver Bullet. No, that's the banquet of beer. Correct, the banquet it. of okay, beer. Yeah, it's, See, it's, I'm it's not hard. really good on... But you know, Just but, give me a water. But, but Coke Zero. Light, Coke Zero? <laughs> well, I've heard Bud Light is water. So, you, <laughs> so what's Pretty happened much. is the shares have dropped. 
People are selling off. People are not buying Bud Light. They're not buying Bud Light. They're not buying Bud Weiser. They have completely sworn off Anheuser-Busch. Again, we do not promote this at all, but what we're seeing is people moving with their feet, people moving with their wallet, people... I don't really like boycotting necessarily. I don't think we need to have a national boycott movement of something, really anything. I, I disagree. I disagreed with trans with, yeah. with the whole Target issue. I, if you don't want to shop there, don't shop there. Right. I don't if you think, don't want to buy Starbucks coffee, just don't buy Starbucks coffee. Right. It, it, the whole idea of boycotting. We walk around with signs and we post things on social no, media. No, just don't go there. No, just don't. Just vote with your feet. So you know, next time you're tempted to pull into, um, I don't know, somewhere to buy Bud Light. Maybe instead pull into... Or just go a little bit further down the aisle and buy a soda. Or an energy drink. So, Bud Light Light has a new commercial. Oh, yeah. They debuted it on YouTube. Mm Mm-hmm. And it actually, uh, they had a, they had one during the draft on Thursday night, the NFL draft, as they try to reach back into <laughs> their demographic. Their draft, yeah, I tried. Um, it didn't go over well, so they tried another one. Here's uh, the new ad campaign: thirty seconds from Bud Light. I tell you what we'll do. We had a man posing as a woman be our spokesperson. So what we're going to do is we're going to play an ad with a bunch of uh, g- gender non-conforming people. We're going to have a lot of diversity, and we're just going to uh, make sure they're in jorts, and we're going to do everything we can in a field. It's raining. And, and you know, conservative hillbillies like that chicken fried Man, song. That's so, like that's like bacon on a bug zapper right there. He, that's going to draw them, them yeah, rednecks. The rednecks, the rednecks mm-hmm. will come back because playing yeah, that chicken boy. fried song by Zach Brown Band. And, and, and they'll, now, they'll now drink our beer. First off, Anheuser-Busch's CEO gave a gave a mealy mouth oh, statement. It was, it was terrible. It said nothing. This ad says nothing. Again. Literally. You'd I mean, be better to not have said anything. Now everyone knows with the commercial during the draft and this one now, you are pandering. You don't really believe the things you're saying on either side. But you're they, a business that is just looking to get more money. Yes. And that's fine yes. if you want to make more money. It's America. Do your thing. But capitalism has consequences here. And when when folks see you pandering now because they know you don't believe in this, they know instead you believe that a man can be a woman, even though that's physically, biologically impossible. You you tied your Clydesdale to that wagon. <laughs> and now you've got to carry the load. And the load is showing that you will very quickly find yourself at the tail end of the market and pandering openly to your consumer base that once supported you wholeheartedly. And now you're pandering to get them back. Well, and it's interesting. Won't go for it. It's interesting you bring that up because uh, there's been this shift in recent years between um, shareholder capitalism, those firefighters, and those uh, you know nurses, and those school teachers, and everyday average Americans, Joe and Jane, 
six pack maybe in this case who own stock in a company those shareholders who invest in Anheuser-Busch in their 401k or whatever uh, because they believe in the product they believe in and so they there's been a shift in shareholder capitalism towards stakeholder capitalism and the idea that there are certain people who have to speak their ideology into something uh maybe they're coming to arrest us now i don't know i think that's a fire fire truck, yep, fire truck. your takes a, your takes too hot uh, it's a little warm uh and and so we have to pander as you just mentioned so accurately we have to pander to these groups like uh blackrock and others who are forcing their dei and their esg yeah, and the whole these, score system for yeah their score so anheuser-busch has to be careful because otherwise they are going to be on the hook sure for harming harming People like Dylan Mulvaney. Harm. Boys like Dylan Mulvaney. Harm. Let's go to another key event that happened over the weekend. SatanCon. What is that? A group of Satanists cheered. This is from Fox News. As two leaders opened SatanCon 2023 on Friday with a formal ceremony renouncing symbols of oppression. They ripped up a Bible and a thin blue line flag representing the police. The leaders said, quote, we stand here today in defiance of their siege and destroy their symbols of oppression. A female leader told the crowd before ripping pages out of the Bible and throwing them on the floor. We must build true community outside of the virtual, the male leader also said before taking a hammer to a keyboard. <laughs> Rebelling comes in many forms to each and their own within their own capabilities and their situation. For some of us, merely existing one day more is victory, but for those of us who can, we must stand up for those who cannot. SatanCon, a sold-out three-day event, was touted as, quote, the largest satanic gathering in history. I'm going to leave the jokes alone. It's being hosted this uh, this past weekend at Why the Marriott Copley Place in Boston by I've, the Satanic Temple. I've stayed Temple. there. That's kind of eerie. Don't I've, say there anymore. I've stayed in that motel. This event marks the 10th anniversary of the Satanic Temple, which uh, and this was dedicated to Democratic wow. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu after the group Wait. wasn't allowed to deliver a Satanic invocation at oh, City Council okay. meeting in 2021. The Satanic Temple claims to be a non-theistic religious organization that does not worship or believe in a personal Satan but rather aims to, quote, encourage benevolence and empathy, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense, oppose injustice, and undertake noble pursuits. The conference has been uh, replete with numerous guest speakers and lectures, many of which were dedicated to far-left identity politics. Mitch, would you like to know about some of the seminars that were given? Uh, sure, I'm sure the people are dying well, they also performed unbaptisms. Unbaptisms. Un now, really quick, just letting you know that baptism is an eternal moment. Mm. Just say it. Here are some of the things. Uh, Eric Sprankle, a sexuality studies professor. <laughs> I find at, it ironic that he's doing a. Yeah. Eric Sprinkle. Well, he didn't do the unbaptism. Oh, okay. Eric Sprinkle, a sexuality studies professor at Minnesota oh, State University and Mankato, taught sins of the flesh, Satanism, and self pleasure. Not going to go into that one. Yeah. Reclaiming the trans body, a theistic strategies for self determination and empowerment, was offered by Debbie B. Dillard Wright. Debbie B. Dillard Wright is a transgender woman, a man, who until July 2022 served as a University of South Carolina Aiken Associate Professor of Philosophy. Go Pacers? Go Pacers. Ugh. 
Another event included hillbillies, visible <laughs> Satanism in rural America, taught by Ash Shod, a transgender man, a woman, who made headlines when he, she, had a baby after hooking up with someone on Grinder. Just, just ooh. A woman got pregnant after a random hookup on after connecting with someone on a social media site. I don't understand how that qualifies you to do anything. Ooh. But so SatanCon 2023. By the way, they're ripping up Bibles at SatanCon 2023. And, and blue lines. Wait, 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 wait. Aren't there plenty of other religious texts that are considered symbols of oppression? Have like they the ever Quran? ripped up a Bhagavad Gita or, or a Quran or a Book of Mormon? Could you imagine if they had ripped up a Quran? How oh, would that have gone over? How about one of L. Ron Hubbard's, you know, like Dianetics books? <laughs> Listen, Tom Cruise is coming. Mere Christianity by Mere, Lewis? Oh, careful. What uh, screw tape letters? I mean, what are you, what are you doing? Tim LaHaye's so, left behind. Sorry, just keep stop. going. Stop going. Keep Eschatology, going. man. It's like Satan Con, it's, it's close. It's close, I'm telling you. It, mm, getting close to the end. I've only got two books left. So, and then I'm going to go back and see the movies. You've got a problem Skip here. Skip the one with Nicolas Cage. Sorry. Gladly. I'll go right to the one with Kirk Cameron. Meanwhile, in Pennsylvania, a school district must allow students to convene an after-school Satan club said a federal oh, judge. In a victory for free speech and religious freedom, a federal court has ruled that the Saucon Valley School District must allow the after-school Satan Club to meet in district facilities, the ACLU announced uh, this past weekend. Uh, in a Monday filing, a judge found that, quote, here, although the Satanic Temple's objectors may challenge the sanctity of this controversially named organization, the sanctity of the First Amendment protections must prevail. Now, I, as a First Amendment advocate... There is a place for freedom of religion in the United States of America. Certainly that is true. However, I can argue against religious practices that I disagree with, mainly ones that deify Satan and satanic practices and the occult and pentagrams and unbaptisms and ultimately child sacrifice as a ritual to the satanic temple. All of those things are bad, and the fact that we're allowing them in schools is a bit of a problem. And again, relates back to our first point of the day, which is that when you uh, inject ridiculosity, as my word, into school systems, you will find it that it becomes much harder to educate students. Why? Why? Because Satan preys on those that are asleep. Well, and he preys on those who are in darkness. Before anybody attacks us for being like the church lady, is it Satan? You know, I, I think it's important to note Satan. some of the objectives and the byproducts of it's so weird to say satan con 2023 in boston mass uh they want lawlessness uh they're literally down on police they are trying to destroy order uh anything like it and and so what's that going to do it's going to promote uh loose loose morals within the society and and a weaker ethic amongst people and so yes this free speech will have ultimate consequences in society as a whole. When people listen to this nonsense about, you know, police are, you know, trying to uh, calm down. Police are there to serve and protect and keep the order and the peace. They're peace officers for a reason. Now, mm-hmm. you, you go to Christianity. Uh, be kind to your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Okay? Love God with everything you have. Love your na- love your neighbor as yourself. Okay? That sounds pretty good. Uh, be peaceful, be respectful toward government. Romans chapter 13, it's there for a reason. Second Timothy. So what are we supposed to 
do with all this? I think we're supposed to look at those speeches, those those free speech exercises mm-hmm. on their face for what they produce. If they're producing a product or people or an idea that promotes order, that is good for the public, good for the common good, then by all means, let's keep. If they are promoting burning burning book, I, I, it, it's nuts. Some of the stuff that we're seeing with Satanism. Okay, we're going to rip up Bibles. Boy, that sounds really positive and uplifting. Um, I, I think we've got to look on the face of what these groups are doing and say, is their speech good for society? One would argue it is not. <laughs> One would argue that the Satanist speech is not good for society. By the way, the the statue is just creepy. Well, it's the, it's goat, these it's little, the goat head. But it's these little children looking up at it. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. It's just, look, I don't know. Yeah, that, no, it's terrible. I'm not even going to show it on the screen. Pentagrams and everything. And I want to know why the, like, the little the medical... You're not seeing what we're seeing, and I'm sorry. The little medical uh, snake, snake thing is there. If you, if you Please enlighten me. I don't know. Maybe not. Well, what I will say is that I stick with my statement that everything in this world is theological. Yeah. And I, and I stand by and I support what Tucker Carlson said in his speech at Heritage uh, right before he was summarily fired by Fox News is that we have to understand that these are theological issues. That, and, and to go beyond his point, there is an enemy. There is an enemy of a good and virtuous society. Uh, and there is an enemy of right. There is an enemy of truth. And that enemy seeks not to upend the arbiter of truth because Satan knows that he cannot do anything against God because guess what? God created him. So he's not going to do that. But what he can do is he can take a he can he can try to destroy the ones made in the image of God. Yeah. And he will continue to try to do that. And he prowls around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And the thief comes only to steal to kill, and to destroy. Satan's ultimate goal is to destroy everything, destroy creation that God created, destroy the created beings that are made in God's image, us, humankind. We were made in God's image, and so that's Satan's main goal, and he's going to continue to do that at every level, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but as we continue to do everything we can to fight against the pervasiveness of this, understand we've also read the book and kind of know how this thing breaks. Good news is I've read the end of the book too, yep. and it breaks out really well for it's, us. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse before it gets better. But evil, I believe it's the prophet Isaiah that says the days will wax more and more evil mm-hmm. as time goes on, and we're going to continue to see that. But we're going to continue to stand for Christian conservative values in the state and in the country. We'll continue to do that. We got a lot more to get to, but we're out of time on today's show, so we'll be back with you later this week to discuss more things, both at a local and national level. The president is supposed to meet with the Speaker of the House to you know, try to keep us from defaulting on our national debt, which would be really, really something and really great if we were able to find a way to coexist there. Uh, the press secretary continues to lie a little bit, and when she's called out on the lie, she tells one reporter that he's being dramatic. Uh, we'll get into all of that on Friday, but for now, we thank you for watching and listening to the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in South Carolina. If you want more information, visit palmettofamily.org, sign up for our newsletter, make sure to download the Palmetto Family Council apps. So you can connect with your legislators as the Senate and House sessions wrap up in the next four and a half days now. 
and make sure to download that app. Also follow us on all of our social media pages. Give us a five star rating, review, share this audio version of this podcast with your or of this show, the podcast version with your friends and family. Make sure to share this on Facebook, on Twitter, wherever you're on social media. Let others know what's going on. And of course, thank you for making the month of April our best month of this show that we've ever had. Thank you for that, and thank you for continuing to share that video on Friday that we discussed what happened with the Human Life Protection Act in the Senate and why it's important to understand the truth and the facts behind the Senate debate on Friday. Can we beat our April numbers with my numbers? I think we can. I think you should try to beat those We need numbers. your help. We need your help to do that, so share this. And again, for those of you who invested in us and doubled your impact with Midlands Gifts, yes. thank you for that. Thank you. We appreciate you, and we hope that you are confident in your investment with us and that we're going to do everything we can to give you a kingdom return on that investment. For Mitch Prosser, I'm Justin Hall. Thanks so much. We'll see you on Friday on the strongest and fastest growing conservative talk show in South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show.